What's up, guys? This is the Board Certified Gaming Podcast, the only video game podcast you can listen to upside down. Go ahead, try it. You think I'm lying to you? It works. Trust me. So, my name is Andy, and my co-host, as always, is nobody. I'm by myself this week. Amara is very busy, and that's fine. I think he'll be back next week. I've had a pretty good track record of me saying he's going to be back next week, and then he is back next week. So if he is your favorite host, just stick with me for this week. You'll have to just wait a little bit, and then he'll be with us, and you can hear the sultry sounds of his soothing voice. I miss them. Mar, come back. We miss you. We love you. So today, I am going to talk about movies. I know, but just hang on. Just bear with me. So the Oscars were a few days ago on Sunday, and it was a big deal. I mean, cinephiles everywhere were going nuts over movies, and I can kind of get why. I mean, after hearing about it for so long, you kind of tune in, so you want to see who wins, who loses, all that other stuff. So Hollywood is at a hot point right now. There, Everybody's talking about Hollywood. So we're going to do that, or I am, because often... Hollywood and the video game industry kind of intertwine. You know, they they kind of take each other's ideas and want to make sure, see if they can go to each other's audiences and say, hey, we got something for you that's kind of like what you liked from the other guys. Meaning, video games make video games off of movies sometimes, and in, in other times it's the other way around, that movies make movies off of video games. I mean, it's not that complicated. I probably screwed it up, but that's just how it happens. Before we get into that, make sure to follow our Twitter, at BCG Podcast. We appreciate everybody who follows, retweets, likes, and all that other stuff. Make sure to check out our Instagram, at Board Certified Gaming Podcast. It's a long name. You'll find it. It's right there. We post pictures and stuff. That's what you do on Instagram. <laughs> and finally, we have a Patreon Patreon.com slash BCG podcast. We appreciate any kind of support you guys can give. That helps us do this more consistent and maybe better. You know, who knows? So thank you. We appreciate all the comments, ratings, reviews, subscriptions, all that other fun stuff. You guys are pretty awesome. The fact that you're even listening to this is blowing my mind. So we're going to get into it. But first, I, I just said, but first, even though this is the second thing, I'd like to apologize for not having an episode last week. My computer and my phone died shortly, one after another. It was not fun. I felt disconnected from the world, but it also kind of was kind of freeing, you know, not having technology to weigh me down. I felt like running away, climbing a mountain somewhere. I don't know, just being alone. But now I have my computer and phone back, and I'm like, oh, thank God. I had to work with somebody else's, someone else's laptop. I had to borrow a laptop and use my cracked iPhone 5S with a large crack down the middle. I could not use the R, C, or D key unless I had to turn the phone. So yeah, it was not fun, especially when I use R, C, and D a lot for board certified gaming podcast. You can imagine how many R's, C's, and D's are in there. I'm not going to count but there's a lot. So, but I am back now. We're hopefully going to be back to the regular way this thing goes. I mean, 
minus plus or minus a couple of days just because life happens. So we are going to try to get you an episode every week if possible. If not, it's going to be like a day or two late or something like that because we're people, all right? We're busy. We get you want something to listen to on your commute. We get it, but we'll try and do what we can. As long as my technology holds up, that would be great. So we're going to get into video games and movies. We, as in you and I, because it's just me and this wall in front of me. So Hollywood comes up with his, its own ideas. You know, it, you have writers and all these other producers and people are like, all right, here's a good idea for a movie. Let's make it. The same works with video games. You have your narrative designers who are like, all right, I got an idea for a game. Here's how I want it to go. But those kind of mediums are two separate ball games. All right, a movie, you get roughly hour and a half, two hours, sometimes less, sometimes more, to tell a story. You don't really get to ask the people watching, hey, how do you guys want this to go? How fast or slow do you want it to go? What kind of hoops do you want to jump through? What kind of decisions do you want to make? You don't get to do that in a movie. You have to make them yourself and then hope that the people watching the movie are as interested or would make the same choices. And it's like, yep, I relate to this because that's the same kind of decision I would have made in that situation. But in a video game, the players get the choice. They get to say, okay, I have to go from point A to point B. I'm going to go this weird route to get there and take as much time as possible because I want to make sure I can explore as much as I can, do as much as I can, and ooh, there's a shiny new thing over there that I, that I got to go do and interact with. And there's some guys over there that are looking at me funny that I'm going to go kill them, even though I don't necessarily have to. I could be a pacifist if I want to. I could go guns blazing if I want to. Or I could just go right through the story mode, finish it in three hours, be done, and then trade it back in for the next one. Video games are unpredictable that way. You can take it at your own pace. You are the one writing the story, kind of. You know, you choose how it goes, what things you didn't do. And sometimes there are games that are just like, you have one way to do this and there's no other way to do it. You just either do it or you don't. But still, that's an avenue of choice. You still get the choice to decide if you're good at it and you do it and succeed or you fail and you don't. It is making quasi a story because the story takes on if you fail this one mission or you die right away it is assumed that the game carries on without you and that you if you are the humanity's last hope and you died within five minutes falling off a cliff like an idiot the story assumes that well you're dead humanity's gone too there's nothing we can do about it a movie you don't really get to fail in terms of, well, it's done, start over. Once you fail, you have to figure it out. And then the next step is, what is where we go from here? How else do we win? And usually the story is, you win or you lose. The bad guy loses, good guy wins. And in video games, it goes a bunch of different ways. It could, not, it could be that the goal isn't to win. The goal isn't to kill some evil guy. The goal is to just make it to the end, to explore this big area as much as you can or just live in los angeles like in grand or los santos sorry in grand theft auto i mean it's video games can kind of go where movies can't 
because you have to keep people interested. You have to make it a two-hour narrative that you don't want people falling asleep, getting bored, leaving, thinking it sucks halfway through. So that's why when they kind of blend, they cross each other's lines and video games make movies video games or movies make video game movies, it kind of gets hit or miss sometimes. Mostly miss in one realm of another. So video games based on movies are what I'm going to talk about predominantly because those are the more interesting case because there are fewer of them. A movie based off of a video game is not, I mean, it's tough to do, okay? There's a lot of money that you can spend, but like I was talking about before, these two things are so different that it's hard to make one just fit one for one with the other. Video games based off of movies are a lot easier. You can just take the movie that was already written, that was already made, the story was already plot point, plot point, plot point, end. You know, there's a climax in there. Characters are there. You just got to make sure that it is, you can interact with it. You can go through those plot points and just make it, okay, this was the story in the movie. Just recreate it, but give it the player some options. Give them some buttons so you can beat up dudes on the way to go save this person. That's how it is. That's why video games based off of movies, there's a ton of them. You know, think of whenever there was a movie that came out, you're like, oh, well, can't wait to play the video game because that was a good story. I mean, usually that's the case. They find a really good movie and they're like, you know what? We're going to make a video game because we can do this and people are going to want to play it. So that's that's why I'm not going to talk about those much because most of the time it's just a one for one. They took the movie, made it in a game, and you could play it. I mean, that's that is a very stupid thing to say, but... That's the, I mean, that's essentially what it is. You know, you are taking a story, putting, kind of spreading it out. So obviously the two hour movie takes eight hours or 10 hours or something like that. Or there's more steps. They have to maybe add some stuff where it's like, yeah, well, this, to get to this other building, this guy had to walk or he had to drive or we're going to add a flying mission because how else do you think he got across the country in 10 minutes in the movie? He flew, so there's going to be some shit happening at the airport or on a plane. So they can kind of take a little bit from it and say, all right, we're going to add some things just to make this a, an eight-hour experience that you're going to want to pay $60 for. Or they can just, you know what? It's a movie. We're not going to touch it. The movie did a perfectly good job of doing that. So that's why it's, they're kind of worth talking about, but not really just because there's so many. And most of them are just like, if the movie was good, the game was probably decent if it was made by a good studio. If the movie sucked, I doubt the video game was much better. And in some cases, yes, the game was better than the movie. And in some cases, the movie was better than the game. That's just everything. But usually it's kind of like, all right, that movie sucked. I don't want to play a video game about it either because that's probably not going to sway me one way or another. So we're going to talk about, for the majority of the rest of this, movies based off of video games because the other way around is very hard because you are taking something that takes 8 hours, 10 hours, sometimes 20 hours, depending on how slow you take it, how much there is to do, to get to the end. It takes eight hours, 20 hours to like, all right, I beat it. I'm done. I did everything I could. I did all these side quests, all these other things. And you're condensing it into 
an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes less than two hours thing where you're like, all right, we got to try to make a story out of this. We got to pick one of these plot points and get rid of it because it takes too long. We can't have them going country to country to country or defeating seven different bosses. We got to pick one. So that's why it's kind of tough to make one. And you were going down the list. I'm going down the list of these that were made. And I'm like, these were kind of losing battles starting off. I mean, especially with products of the time, like these don't have the kind of effects that a video game can. Back in the 90s, it's not like video games were blowing anybody away with their quality and all these graphics and all that other stuff. But movies weren't that far ahead. So if you're taking something that you can create out of nothing, you can make these weird monsters, extravagant kind of layouts of worlds and all of these different stories happen in a video game a lot easier than you can by making someone actually point a camera at something and do it unless you make an animated film, which most of these video game movies are live action stuff. The video, the video game movies that are more animated are like the Angry Birds movie or Pokemon movies and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, yes, you can do this because it's the animations are already done because it's a video game. So you just kind of changed them or updated them or did them your own way and just animated it on a movie screen and did a storyline that way. That's why the live action ones are the more interesting ones because those are the ones we're going to theater to see because it's like this character that was created by a computer in a computer for a computer is now played by a live action person that I have seen perform something else. So it's just that's the it's my childhood video game is now on the screen. My favorite video game ever. I can see it actually happen in real life, adding to the realism of it like this video game can actually be a world that I can see and that looks real because there is an actual live human being in this situation named this person doing the same kind of ass kicking that I was doing in a video game years before. So some of these are great because they are just like, I can't believe this was made. Like, I'm glad it was made, but the execution wasn't great. And they aren't, they didn't really age well, especially with now that everything looks like crap, according to what we have now. You know, everything is in 4K, all this other stuff, all the animation looks great, all the special effects look awesome, the acting's getting better, the ideas and the execution, there's more money, all that other stuff. So a lot of these didn't age pretty well. They just kind of look like crap when you go looking back at them. But I mean, hey, 10 years ago, I looked like crap too. So I mean, I, I guess I can't judge. So we're, I'm going to go down a list and name a couple because some of these are just like, when you think of old video game movies, this is what you think of. And you're kind of going to notice a theme here. You're going to see, okay, there's kind of a, this was what everybody was turning into a movie at that point. And you're kind of guessing like, all right, yeah, these weren't going to do so hot because the if you've played the game, you understand that it's kind of hard to turn that and just cut one piece of it and turn it into a movie and make it interesting or make it as impactful or as grabbing as the game is. So the first one, in 1993, this is notoriously known as one of the worst video game movies of all time, Super Mario Bros. I've seen it. It's bad. It's as bad as people say it is. It's just a weird concept. It's 
Mario, but it's on drugs and in real life. And it's not terrifying, but it's just so weird. The Goombas look, are just like an alligator man in a giant suit, like sport coat and turtleneck. It's very weird. It's Mario is literally a fat guy. And Luigi is like his younger brother who's this like 25-year-old dude. And Mario's in his like 40s. It's very weird. I mean, it. I get it. It's hard. Mario is, especially in 1993. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, there's not Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Odyssey in the city. There's not like, there's a couple Mario games that have been out at this point. And it's it's hard to take that, give it a story, give it a plot. And actually, like, do it. Bowser was just a white dude. I think, if I remember correctly, he's just an angry white dude. It's just very strange, very terrible. He got a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes because, of course, it did. So right off the, right off the bat, right out of the gate, Super Mario Bros., very bad. And not a good look for video game movies. You can kind of guess where this is going. It gets a little bit better, but not so much. Double Dragon is the next one in 1994. $2 million budget, so not high expectations. Got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes sense. So 21% and 8%, not a good look for video game movies. Double Dragon, as you know, is the fighting game. Just two guys do karate and fight people in the street. So I don't know how to turn that into a movie. I'm sure there's a storyline, but there's not a real reason or realistic reason why two guys wearing geese are just going to fight hundreds of dudes in the street and eventually make it to have to go fight this other guy. Like it, it's hard to make it. So you have, you pissed off that many people that they all just want to come at you and fight you in the street and you beat them all and then make it to the end. It's tough to do. It's tough to have storylines like that, which the next movie, Mortal Kombat, or no, sorry, Street Fighter is the next one. They made a Street Fighter movie, hundred million dollars. Universal made it. It was big. These this big studio made it. And they're like, you know what? $100 million, make a Street Fighter movie. Street Fighter is a huge game. We should make a movie out of it. And got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just these movies are... I watched a couple clips before. It's just not... Street Fighter is... Obviously, there's a tournament. There's a story. There's, hey, we're going to have... You're trying to get all the way up in this tournament and there's actual plot lines, but they're trying to add, it's hard to grip people with a story in a fighting game. There is a theme in these movies where a lot of them are fighting based or a lot of them are horror based. And then a lot of them are shooter based because it's, you know, you get action. You want action, you want adventure, you want all these other things. But in these games, in Street Fighter, in Mortal Kombat, in Tekken, in Double Dragon. These games are about, all right, I'm going to go fight this other dude. And then once I'm done fighting that dude, I'm going to fight this person. And then I'm going to fight that person. And eventually I'm going to make it to the top to where I've beaten enough people to be able to either fight this boss or I am the leader of this tournament, I win. So that's like what it is. It's hard to make it any more gripping than that. You need to have twists, turns, you need to have more at stake. You need to have all this other stuff that's like, why are they in this? Why do I care? All I want to do is mash buttons 
and punch people in the face because I can't do that in real life. And watching people do it on, t- on a movie theater screen is fine, but why I don't care why they're, why they're doing that. But the next one, like I mentioned, Mortal Kombat, kind of had more of a story. As weird as that is to say, Mortal Kombat has a little bit more of a story than Street Fighter. They put $122 million into this. It came out in 1995, so the effects are not at their peak. CGI is not where it is. So they had to do a lot of practical effects here. And Mortal Kombat, because Street Fighter is relatively realistic because they're just people. You know, there's, yeah, there's a buff dude. There's guys that shoot fireballs, but a lot of them just look like dudes that know martial arts or can punch really hard. And they're trying to make their way into a bare knuckle fighting tournament. This is how it is. Mortal Kombat, they have dudes that look weird, that are aliens, that have superpowers, that are from hell or wherever the hell Scorpion's from, can shoot ice, like, and there's fatalities and all this other stuff that's like, all right, we can get weird, we can get gory, we can get all kinds of things that we want, and there's all these different personalities and stuff that it's, they took a fighting game and they have a little bit more to work with. So that's why it got a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just, it got a little bit more of a good reception because there's a lot of money put into it. It's a fighting game that a lot of people love and a lot of different characters that you can root for. And that you're like, Ooh, fuck that guy. I hate that dude. You know, I, I'm a sub zero man, fuck scorpion and all that other stuff. So they kind of got not a a bone from anybody, but they're like, Hey, we, you guys want to watch this. We got a little bit more to work with. We have more of a structure. But that structure did not get them very far when they wanted to make a second one. In 1997, two years later, they made Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Now, once you make a Mortal Kombat movie, and it does 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is better than the first three video game movies I mentioned combined, you're riding a hot streak because you probably had the best video game movie out at that point. And then you're like, all right, let's make another one. And it got a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. They put $50 million into it. I don't think they made that back, but it's just, it's, it's tough to keep that narrative going. It's just really hard unless you just completely destroy the whole thing and start over. Like now it's a new thing. Like it's hard to beat the bad guy, get to the end, all that other stuff. And then just, well, we're going to do it again in two years like an add to it. It's just, they already were working with more than they had with the first Mortal Kombat. Like they got, they got away with a lot, but then this next one is just like, people started to realize, oh, this actually isn't good. It's just what we have at this point. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, kind of back to the normal of not looking so hot for video game movies. The next one looks drastically different than the Mortal Kombat movies. This is, we are now in the 2000s. 2001, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. So I remember watching this movie. I was six at the time. almost Six, almost seven. I didn't watch it then. I watched it a couple years later. But Angelina Jolie played Laura Croft. Laura Croft, sorry, not Laura. There's no you in there. She fit perfectly for the role. Like, it's she just looked like Laura Croft. And I'm like, was she made... Was this game made with her in mind? Like, I know the game came out 
and she just looks like it. But it's you. She's synonymous with Lara Croft just because of that movie and the game. It's like, all right, it fits. It may not have been that great of a movie. Got twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but they put two hundred and seventy-four million dollars into this movie. That is a ton of money. That's not the most money, but it's like damn near the top. I mean, that's, whoa. But it kind of not put her into the spotlight for video game nerds like us, but we were like, hell yeah, I'll watch that. Angelina Jolie playing Lara Croft, the person who literally kicks everybody's ass in those games, who's doing all this cool shit and kind of looks great. Like, that was a good choice. I mean, I'm not going to fault him for that. People probably didn't like it that much because there's, like I said, there's only so much you can do. Tomb Raider is probably more, it has more of a narrative base. But in those games, in, a, in many video games, you are kind of this superhuman. You are kind of this person who cannot be stopped. You are James Bond, but you are fighting 300 people easily with no problem at all. You're taking damage, but you're just like, yep, I'm waltzing through here. No problem. My kicks can kill you. Like with two hits, you're done. I'll just walk through this, do flips, not get tired, not have to eat, all this other stuff. So it's kind of not realistic from, which is obvious, but it's hard to make those things explain them or may have them make sense. It's hard to explain why magic exists. You can't just say, well, that's this universe. Sometimes you can get away with that. Sometimes you can't. Laura Croft, I keep saying Laura, Laura Croft. Yes, she has a narrative, but she in those games just kicks everybody's ass. And in this game, in the movie, she does too. So it's like, okay, cool. There's not a lot of risk. There's not a lot of stakes. There's not a lot of, okay, well, she's really in a pickle here. Like she kind of just figures it out in the end. Another one, which is next, because now you can kind of, that was kind of like, the, oh, wow. Now they're practical effects and all those other things. Now it's all, this all looks great. It looks not like realistic video game on the theater screen. I keep saying TV screen, theater screen, but it's like, okay, this is kind of like what the game looks like, but in real life, they can go to a set. They can go to some jungle and have her in a jungle or a mountain or in a cave or something. And it's just her like it and real guns. Like it makes sense. Whereas fighting games, yeah, they're fighting but it's, there's not a lot to it. This one you can actually do something with. The next one is Resident Evil. So this movie, I have seen, but I forgot a lot about it. I know it's Mila Jovovich or something like that. She's in all of them. But it's kind of the same concept as Resident Evil. And you're going to notice a theme about horror, monster, scary movies and video games. They kind of are like, okay, this will scare some people. You know, that game's got some monsters in it. We can turn that into a horror villain or a scary guy. Resident Evil's kind of the same way. Zombie outbreaks and stuff like that. It's kind of fodder for movies. There's a lot of zombie movies or apocalypse movies or something like that where people are just, well, the end is near and there's a lot of these things that are coming to just kill you and they don't know the difference between you and somebody else that's important, so they're just going to wipe you out. And Resident Evil, it's kind of a good movie. Just for an, an action standpoint, Jovovich kicks a lot of ass. Usually that's what happens. The protagonist kicks a lot of ass in a movie, 
has a little bit of a loss. Yeah, they're okay. This is really hard. I'm struggling. And then they eventually win. And that's what happens in most of these video game movies. There's got to be some stakes. There's got to be some action. There's got to be some cool stuff, some cool lines, all that other junk. That's just how it happens. So Resident Evil, 34% of Rotten Tomatoes. As of right now, so far, what I've mentioned, Mortal Kombat is the highest recepted, received, recepted, received movie on Rotten Tomatoes with 46%. Resident Evil got close, 34 off of the first Tomb Raider movie, they made another one. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. They made another one. They're like, you know what? Angelina Jolie, people like her. She looks good. She fits the role. It's very adventure action. You can get some cool lines in there, some cool, interesting effects, and some gunfights. Like I said, action, kick-ass, all this other stuff. It makes a good movie, makes a good video game. Why can't it be both? So they made another one, $156 million. So those two movies literally cost $500 million or $400 million. I can do math. And still only 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably was recepted because, as well as the first one. People were like, okay, cool. A game I like was turned into a movie starring a pretty badass actress in Angelina Jolie. She kicks a lot of ass. Basically, it's Angelina kick, Jolie kicks ass, the sequel. So, I mean, it probably was received about the same. And it makes sense. The next one, I didn't even know happened. Apparently, there's a House of the Dead movie. Yes, House of the Dead. That gun cabinet arcade game you see in movie theaters. There's a movie about it. I had no idea. Cost $13 million to made. 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes total sense. I have no idea. I've played that game multiple times. Suck at it because I have terrible aim in that game, apparently. Even though I, there's always that one guy in the theater who's playing it or in the arcade that's just crushing it. Doesn't die ever. Kills everybody, saves everybody. I didn't know there was a story, but they put one in. I just thought you're in a zombie world and you have to kill people and you just walk through it. Who knows? So House of the Dead, not a good movie. Next one, you can kind of see once they... Next one is Resident Evil Apocalypse. You can kind of see once they get a star or they get a movie that's like, ooh, this is a lot of money. We made a lot on it. People are wanting to see this because this is a heavy action film. This has got somebody kicking ass all day against an enemy that people like to see because it's like this is an, it seems insurmountable. This seems like something that's going to kick our ass or something that's really going to take us out. But this one person, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to just destroy them anyway. So Resident Evil Apocalypse came out in 2004. $130 million, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can kind of guess the theme. I mean, these video game movies aren't doing so hot. They're doing okay in terms of movie standpoints. Rotten Tomatoes, their rating is... So 20% thought it was... 20% found it highly rated. I think that's how it works. Not it's a 20% of a good film. It's just 20% of the people that saw it enjoyed it or would recommend it or gave it high marks. So Resident Evil Apocalypse, 20%. It's kind of the, well, we got it. Someone that we can work on. They probably signed her for a couple movies because that's how contracts work. They're like, hey, we're going to sign you on for the ability or the, we're going to reserve you for four movies. We might not make them, 
but we have your signature on this line that if we want to make four Resident Evil movies, you are going to be the actress and you are going to be in them. So that's just how it works. So they, if they made money on the first one, they're likely going to make money on another one. Resident Evil doesn't really follow the same format as the games. They kind of stray off the story a little bit. But, I mean, it's the whole, it's a Resident Evil movie. It's the franchise. Same kind of shit. Resident Evil, it's, they're zombie games. That's, I mean, that is boiling it down to what it is, but I'm not insulting the games. They're very fun games. It's just at a certain point, it's zombies are still there. They want to kill you for some reason, and you have to kill them before they do that. So that's just how it works. The next one in 2005 is Doom. Now, the game is not the original Doom. I mean, this is about kind of the same universe as the original Doom, but Doom came out a lot earlier than this. And there's a great Doom game that came out many years after this. So this movie was kind of smack dab in the middle of Doom being a thing, and then like Doom 2 or Doom 3 being there, which I played Doom 3, it's not good. And it's just... It had The Rock in it. It had, I think, Carl Urban. It had, like, star power. And it has... It's a story. It's kind of like the Resident Evil movies. You have a bunch of enemies that are genetic mutation creatures. And then you have a bunch of dudes with guns who have to get through this enemy and make it and accomplish their goals. Which is a lot of movies is... Video game movies is guys with guns have to go against enemies either that have guns or that are mutated or can rip you apart insurmountable enemy and you have to somehow surmount to them that's how it works doom 19 percent on rotten tomatoes 56 million dollars the rock has come a long way since then but he was in doom blood rain they apparently made a blood rain movie which is about vampires and it three million dollars four percent on rotten tomatoes makes sense i mean blood rain was an okay game. I think I remember playing that back in the day. But, I mean, vampire movies, especially with $3 million budget. There's a guy that made a bunch of these. I think it's Uwe Boll. Boll? I don't know. It's a German dude. He made a lot of video game, like horror e-movies out of video, yeah, off of video games. Blood Rain was one of them. He made House of the Dead, I think. And he made a couple other ones. It's just interesting. They made a Silent Hill movie, which I remember not watching this movie. I remember hearing about it. And Silent Hill is also a game I haven't played because I don't like scary games. Not a big scary game guy. This cost $100 million to make, 31% of Rotten Tomatoes. Because there's probably, I think Silent Hill, from what I remember of it, because I've heard of the story and probably looked up the plot, it's pretty narrative-based. There's a lot of stuff to a scary game turned into a horror movie. There's a lot of stuff to work with. Obviously, there's some reason why there's they're in this place. There's a reason why this town is weird. There's a reason why there's evil and wicked people there. So they got to deal with it. And they got to you follow somebody through that. They have to deal with all the shit that's going on and somehow keep their sanity. So it kind of makes for a, a narrative that you can turn into a movie. You can crunch that into a couple hours, put it on a theater screen, and kind of have it, okay, yeah, great. Silent Hill, 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Still nobody surpassed Mortal Kombat. That's just how it works. Mortal Kombat 
Apparently it did pretty well in Rotten Tomatoes, almost at 50%. Silent Hill. I mean, I want to watch these again, all of these movies, just to be like, yep, that is bad. Or, yes, that is an accurate representation of that game, but it's still bad. Like, I'd want to see that. I do not want to watch Super Mario Bros. again. Not doing that, ever. The next one is Dead or Alive in 2006. So Dead or Alive, I always thought was the volleyball game. I think they have like an extreme volleyball. I'm not sure, but it's a fighting game. So kind of the theme of either scary games, shooters, or fighting games. That's how it works. Or shooting adventures, sorry, or fighting games. And Dead or Alive was another fighting game. Seven million, seven and a half million to make, 33%. So people liked fighting games. I think it was about women that were in a dead or alive fighting tournament, but there's some other shit that goes on. Like they team up and work together to figure out that there's some naughty business going on and they use their fists <laughs> to fix it. So, I mean, a lot of these I haven't seen because. I'm not a huge fighting game guy or these were games that I didn't really play that much as a kid where I'm like, ooh, I'd see the movie. I got to these games or these movies after the fact. So I'm like watching or figuring out about these post, you know, my 20s. So that's just how it works. Next one is Hitman. They made a Hitman movie in 2007. $100 million. And I remember seeing this just... Because I was like, okay, Hitman I've heard of. That seems like it. Because it, spy movies are huge. James Bond is a gigantic franchise that's still going. I mean, you have how many different, like the Bourne series, all these other things about this dude who has spy skills and he's just going to kick some ass. And Hitman, this quiet, bald, red-tied motherfucker who just wants to go and wear other people's clothes. I mean, it's a game that you're like, yeah, I'd want to see that as a movie. That sounds pretty awesome. So they made it, and then 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't think it was received very well, just because it's, I think it's just typical for video game movies. I mean, they're not going to be cinematic marvels or masterpieces. It's just going to be these video game mechanics, but in a movie. And it's Hitman. Hitman is an interesting story, but it's more gameplay. It's more, I get to put on this guy's clothes, disguise myself, and then kill this guy. And then I'm going to go to this other place, disguise myself, kill this guy. And then I'm going to go to this third place, disguise myself, and then kill this guy. Which is how it works. I mean, there's nothing really you can do about that. You're adding narrative to where there wasn't any. But that's, you know, it turns out being not a cinematic marvel. That's just how it works. So the next one, they made a Far That same Uwe Boll guy made a Far Cry movie. Which, I mean, I did not see that coming. And I did not want to see it because literally the budget was $740,000. So I doubt it's any good. I don't think it's going to be great. This next one, Max Payne. They made a Max Payne movie, $85 million. It starred Mark Wahlberg of Wahlbergers. I know he's of other stuff. I'm just saying. He was Max Payne, I think. And it's not great. I mean, Max Payne, like a lot of these things, a lot of these movies obviously make better video games. That's just a fact. I mean, they're trying to turn this video game franchise into something that people would want to see 
happen in the theaters with actual people playing the roles. It doesn't really work that way. Sometimes it's like, yes, this is going to make a great video game, but people aren't going to want to watch this in the theater because it's not going to be done right. And the only people that want to watch it are people who have played the game before. If you've played Max Payne, any of the three Max Paynes, and then you watch the movie, you're not going to like it. You're not going to think that, okay, this is an insult to the greatness that is Max Payne. You know what I mean? Rockstar literally has, spends months, years, millions of dollars making their game as interactive, as immersive, as interesting as possible. And a movie is like, all right, well, we have a lot less resources, a lot less people, a lot less understanding of the video game, but I have heard of it. We're going to take it and make it into a movie. Just doesn't work that way. You just can't have that be a successful model for how this works. I don't know how to make the most successful video game movie. Don't ask me. But I'm just saying it's already hard from the get-go, and it's not a surprise that these aren't really received well. The next one, and I didn't know this was a thing, but it sounds awesome, but it's apparently bad. There's a Tekken movie. Somebody made a Tekken movie. Warner Bros. made a Tekken movie. Less than a million dollars. So about a million dollars that it cost. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, but Max Payne got a 16%, by the way. Zero percent for Tekken. Better game than movie, obviously. Fighting game, same kind of deal. Fighting game, turned into a movie, didn't work. Shocker. This next one is a huge flop. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Somebody put Jake Gyllenhaal in the Prince of Persia role. This came out in 2010. Didn't work. Did not work at all. Fun games. I've played them. They're great. But Jake Gyllenhaal, not great. And just not a fun movie at all just because it's these games are beautiful to look at and very interesting gameplay and things you got to do think i mean there's only so much story you can have about sand <laughs> that's a bad joke it's just your these desert landscapes and all these things and this interactivity and fighting and all these cool moves you can do and the weapons and yeah, there's a lot, a lot of video games are like, yeah, there's that story. That's cool. But usually I'm focused on kicking other people's asses in, in as most interesting ways possible. That's usually what video games are. So Prince of Persia was like, no, but we want you to care about this story. And we're like, okay, I guess. Sure, put Jake Gyllenhaal in that role. I'm sure he could kick someone's ass. I don't know. <laughs> so that didn't do well. 37% of Rotten Tomatoes, though. So better than Max Payne. You heard it here. Jake Gyllenhaal makes a better video game movie character than Mark Wahlberg does. You heard it here. So I missed one previously in 2007. They made Resident Evil Extinction. Cost $150 million, 23% Rotten Tomatoes. That's the same kind of Resident Evil stuff. They made two more in 2010 and 2012. Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution. A lot of Resident Evil movies. Same kind of deal. A lot, hundred. Well, these two, Resident Evil Afterlife and Retribution, cost $300 million and $240 million respectively. 23% Rotten Tomatoes, 29% Rotten Tomatoes. So you can kind of guess Resident Evil, whatever word after it, 
about 200 something million dollars, about 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's how it works. I mean, that's just Resident Evil. They made a Silent Hill sequel, Silent Hill Revelation. It's always just name of movie, colon, word. That's usually what it is. Silent Hill Revelation, 52,000. Wow, 52 million. 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to kind of run through these. Because some of these now I remember seeing trailers for. Because a lot of them, a lot of the ones in like 2007, 2005, 1990-something. I was pretty young. Not seeing these because they were rated R in movies, movie theaters. Not really playing the games much because I was nine. Like, that's just how it works. But these are now ones that I've seen either in theaters or actually watch the trailers for them and think, oh my God, they're making a movie out of that. That's going to be awful. So this one is Need for Speed. This one came out in 2014. I think it started Aaron Paul as just a guy who wants to drive for some reason. And I didn't want to see it at all because literally Need for Speed is like you just drive fast and do stuff. I mean, that's all it is. It's really hard to add super intricate narratives and make people give a shit like fast and the furious is there it's fast cars and then they they sucked once they're like hey it's not about the cars it's about robin banks and all this other shit it's like no show me the cars i want to see all this other cool shit so need for speed 22 percent on rotten tomatoes 203 million dollars to shoot a car movie literally just a car movie and i think he's only in like a few cars so I, I knew that wasn't going to do well, but that's just how it works. In 2015, they made Hitman Agent 47, another Hitman movie. Didn't learn from the first one. Cost $82 million to make, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, just because it's, it's, it's Hitman. I mean, at a certain point, these movie studios are like, what games are popular? What are a lot of people playing? Okay, they really like Hitman? Well, let's make a Hitman movie. Because they're all playing Hitman now. They're going to be like, oh shit, a Hitman movie? 100%. Let's go. I'm going to go see it. And it's not going to be good. Because it's not the game. If you tailor something to people who that's the thing they love the most, if it's any worse or takes away from that experience any little bit, they're going to instantly jump on it and say, this is bad. If Hitman is anything unlike the game they're gonna shit on it because i'd rather just go play the game why did i spend now like 15 dollars going to a movie theater to see this movie when i could just play the game which is a lot more immersive a lot better a lot more interesting and i care a little bit more about it than going to see something for two hours like i get way more entertainment value from a video game than a movie about the same shit the next one is Warcraft in 2016. This cost $439 million. That is a lot of money because it was practical, like people, like live action people and a lot of CGI effects to make it in the World of Warcraft universe. I dug it. I saw that movie in theaters with Amar. We thought it was great. People didn't really like it that much. Hitman got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, I think I mentioned that, but I'm just looking at it. Warcraft, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. People didn't like it that much, probably because World of Warcraft nerds are picky. I am not one of those. I am a World of Warcraft nerd, but I'm not picky. I love the movie because it was basically World of Warcraft, but in real life. And I was like, I dig this. The CGI was pretty dope. 
the it was kind of believable. Not believable in terms of that could happen because World of Warcraft is a fantasy world, but it wasn't far off from like, okay, this is how that would look. That makes sense. These are humans who are a hum- race in the game, and there are orcs who are a race in the game. That's probably how they'd look like. If I had to create one with a computer, that's probably how it would look like. And I enjoyed it. Amar enjoyed it as well. If he was here, he'd talk about how great it was. I think that's the last video game movie we saw in theaters, just because we're, we were in the camp of we'd rather play the game than watch the movie because the games are so much better. They thought so much of the video game that they turned it into a movie. They thought people would also like to see the movie. And in that thinking, it's kind of reverse. Like, no, they're just going to play the game. If the game is so great, that means the movie has to be that much better than the game for them to not want to play the game and watch the movie. That's just how it works. The next one, and these feel like they came out like six months ago, but they didn't. Assassin's Creed came out in 2016, the movie. $240 million, 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great. I think it was Fastbender played Miles, and I was like, I haven't given a shit about Assassin's Creed since like the second one. So like, I why would I give a shit about a movie? And it's had it was its own story, I think. It had nothing to do with the games. It's just like the same kind of, yeah, well, he's his ancestors were assassins, and here's... He's trying to learn the skills of the assassins through this thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Looks interesting. I guess if you're into Assassin's Creed, they could go so historical with it, but I don't care. Like at a certain point, assassin movies and spy movies, I'd rather watch a spy movie because there's a little bit more than, yeah, this guy, his grandpa or his great, great, great grandpa was pretty fucking cool. I'm like, all right, neat. That's my thing with Assassin's Creed. I'm a little biased, I guess. Kind of decent games. I'm not going to, you know, scoff at them. There's still Resident Evil movies coming. Resident Evil, the final chapter, 2017. $312 million. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. So officially the best Resident Evil movie. Best Rotten Tomatoes score of a Resident Evil movie. I mean, they're still making them. I think there's still another one going to come out in i don't know they're it's the final chapter but they're gonna make another one as long as mila jovovich is still alive they're gonna make another one in 2018 they remastered not really remastered but i just use that term because it's video games a reboot of tomb raider so they remade tomb raider games and then they remade tomb raider movies to match up with the games because they're like you know what people like tomb raider this new girl that's playing tomb raider is pretty dope, so let's make another one with a new girl playing Lara Croft. And it looks pretty cool. I mean, I didn't see it just because, like I said, I'd rather play the game than watch a movie, and I don't watch tons of movies anyway. So it's like I video game trumps movie every, all day, every day, twice on Sundays, and you're not going to get me to watch a video game movie unless it's a video game that I care about, and it's like, yeah, I actually want to see that movie because it looks really good. And it's going to do justice to the video game that is near and dear to my heart. Don't mess with my babies, okay? Don't touch my kids and wreck the things I have loved since I was a kid or I will come after you. That's just how it works. Tomb Raider, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. So people are starting to understand that this production value and they're starting to understand that, okay, 
they might have an idea of what they're doing, of what these games are, who enjoys these games, what they're looking for, what kind of action, adventure, all these other things that they get, quippy lines, cool things that it's like, all right, you know what? This was worth two hours. This had enough entertainment value in two hours. It was worth my money, my $15 or whatever, whereas my $60 would get eight times that. It makes sense. The money adds up. So this is why people were like, all right, 52%. Yeah, let's do that. This next one hurts. Hurts me a little bit. Rampage came out in 2018. It was The Rock. Everybody wants to see The Rock in movies. I am of the camp that stopped putting The Rock in things. I don't want to see him. All right, I don't care that his name's Dwayne now. I don't care. All right, stop putting The Rock in movies. He's in everything. Rampage. I remember this game for PlayStation 1. Okay, you are giant mutated animals and you beat up a town and eat people and break buildings and all this other stuff. It's so awesome. It's so fun. But they took it and were like, let's make it into a movie. And I'm like, that's a movie for me. And it wasn't good. I didn't like it. The trailer looked bad too. So I was like, I know this is going to be bad. And the movie was bad. It got a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes because I think that the people were seeing it don't have the memories of growing up playing Rampage as a kid. It was a new concept to them. And then if they went back and played the games, they were like, holy shit, this game was probably dated, but it was very good. It's a pretty simple concept, but there's, you know, story to it. And Rampage just, it, they try to take it into modern times and I'm like, I'm, and then the guy, Rock is friends with one of them. And I'm like, yeah, in the games, these guys were just out to save each other. Okay. Especially Rampage World Tour, which is awesome. Go play them, please. It's great. And just the movie, it that one hurt because they, all right, they came after my baby. They hit one of my kids. I don't like it. The last one that has come out. So back in May 2019, Detective Pikachu. It is based on a game. I did not know that. I thought it was just like, hey, what if Pikachu was a detective? I didn't know that. So it's based on a game. Got 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, $433 million. It's the, probably the best-reviewed video game movie of the list I mentioned. And I would say probably the best one, just because it, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. He's great at improv. He's great at fun lines. It's got real-life, not real-life, but imagined real-life Pokemon with interactions with people. Like, if they were real, this is probably what they'd look like. It was funny. It was a noir movie. It's makes sense why people are like, all right, you made a Pokemon movie that was live action. It was pretty damn good. So that's why the 69, nice percentage. So there's a couple, that's all the movies that have come out between since now, back in May of 2019 to the 1990s. Now there's a couple more coming out that are interesting. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I don't know if that's going to be good, but... They, it looked atrocious when it, the trailer first came out and people were like, wait a minute, that's what Sonic looks like? Ew, kill it. Kill it with fire. And then they're like, you know what? All right, we're going to delay this movie. It's going to come out later because we don't want this monstrosity going out in theaters and scaring children. So they redesigned it and it actually looks pretty decent now. It looks funny. It looks interesting. I bet it's going to do well just because of the redesign, just because people are like, all right, now I'll go see this because it doesn't look like Sonic was drawn by someone on acid so 
we'll do that. There's apparently a Monster Hunter movie coming out in 2020. I'm excited to see that. Actually, fun fact, Sonic comes out in a few days. What do you know? There's going to be a Monster Hunter movie. I haven't played the game, but it's huge other uh, places in abroad, so people will love it. There's going to be another Mortal Kombat movie in 2021. I think I know Ronda Rousey's in it. Maybe. I don't know. That'll probably be good with like updated CGI, updated effects, updated actors, updated money and abilities that we have to make it look good, to make actors act well, to make other things happen, marketing maybe. So fan feedback. The next one is very controversial, meaning the Uncharted movie in 2021. Directors, they've had like six directors pull out because nobody wants to direct this movie. I don't know why, but I it's the same kind of like Tomb Raider thing. It's like this guy on adventures needs to shoot sometimes, need to beat needs to beat up a guy sometimes, probably needs to escape clutches of evil sometimes, needs to learn about history and be an archaeologist or something. Basically Indiana Jones, but a little bit funnier, a little bit more action. But Tom Holland, the guy from Spider-Man, is Nathan Drake. I don't think that's going to be good because he looks like he's 17. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm probably going to watch it just because I like and love the Uncharted games. And I feel like it's going to be a good movie. Speaking of Uncharted, Tomb Raider 2 is coming out in March of 2021, literally two weeks after Uncharted. So it's going to be the Lara Croft versus Nathan Drake. That March is going to be a head-to-head battle to see who is on top, whether it's Lara Croft or Nathan Drake. I think Lara Croft's going to win because they have a really good actress for her, and it's they already know. They kind of got a good idea of what they can do in the first one, in the first, second one, meaning the second rerun of Tomb Raider. They can redo it. Now they're making the second sequel. They know what they're doing, and they know what people like, so they're going to going to go off on it and uncharted is like well we have these are uncharted territories boom nailed it <laughs> this is an uncharted area that they haven't been they haven't made an uncharted movie so they don't know what they don't know they don't know how it's going to do we'll see it's going to be a minecraft movie pass don't want to see it don't even want to think about it how the hell do you make minecraft into a movie no idea it's coming march 2022 no thanks there's going to be a gears of war film which is going to be awesome cast dave batista he wants to do it. Let him do it. Do the whole Dom storyline and him and Maria and him dying. Oh, spoiler. So good. If that's what they do, awesome. Mega Man film, Metal Gear Solid film, Call of Duty film? Pass. I don't want to see a Call of Duty film. Which era? Like the new Call of Duty? World War II? Like what do you, what the hell do you do with that? All of these are like TBA, 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 TBA. So nothing's been announced other than there might be a Call of Duty film. There'll be Detective Pikachu sequel, which probably be good as long as Ryan Reynolds is still doing Ryan Reynolds stuff and they can still make Pikachu and Pokemon relevant. Sure. And a Tetris film. What the fuck is that going to be? I have no idea. That I don't think is going to happen. I think that's just somebody edited Wikipedia to put that in there. So we'll see. So that's the list of movies based off of video games. I know this wasn't really a video game heavy episode, but... I hope you learned something. I hope you found out that, holy shit, that's a movie? I had no idea. Maybe you go watch them. Maybe you go check them out. Maybe you go play those games again. I might. I might go see what the old Tomb Raider or 
maybe see what Rampage holds up now. So this episode was about movies based off of video games. Not always great. Some nice ideas, but the execution wasn't great. And it's gotten a little bit better with time. So I think now that we have a better understanding that video games are a huge part of this culture and that we better not get them wrong or better not stray too far away because people will know and the very people that are watching these movies better like it or we'd better not piss them off because they're the ones that are paying to come and see this movie. So hopefully Hollywood learns its lesson. I hope video game movies don't stop. You know, a lot of the franchises that we play and love would make perfect video game or perfect movies. You know, it's just very hard to do. I'd see a Fallout movie. It would have to be a week long, but I'd see a Fallout movie. That sounds great. Red Dead Redemption would make a movie. It's just tough. These games are literally movies, but over 20 hours, and you get to kind of choose how fast they go. That's just the thing. So it's hard to condense all that into an hour and a half, two hours, make it interesting, have enough actors make it all make sense and bring all the package together so it's an interesting, entertaining ride over two hours when it has video games are that for... There's a lot of monotonous stuff for 20 hours, but it's still... This story takes place over a day's worth of your life. So it's hard to compete with that. I don't want them to each, you know, video games only make video games and movies only make movies, but, you know, it's keep trying. Eventually you're going to figure out, okay, we got a model. These guys did it that way. Everybody loved it. So we're going to do it now this way. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to that point. It seems like video game movies are doing pretty well with Tomb Raider, Detective Pikachu. Apparently Rampage did all right, whatever. But... We'll see. Maybe we'll get a Rotten Tomatoes rating over 70. Who knows? Maybe we'll get there. I appreciate you guys listening to this. It was an hour long of me talking about movies. I had no idea I'd even do it this long. But we're going to go back to video games next week. Trust me. This is kind of video game related. It's about video game movies. But the Oscars happened. That's my excuse. So I'll see you guys next week with Amar. Thank you for listening. At BCG Podcast on Twitter at Board Certified Gaming Podcast on Instagram, patreon.com backslash slash BCG Podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Later. Later. Later.